a good day The snow on the pines Could be diamonds the wind glitters and shines And on a good day The steam from my cup Rises in a ribbon like a prayer going up And I can Good morning, good morning, sweet beautiful Texas and beyond Our bud Zane Williams getting things started for us today with On a Good Day, and it is a good day indeed, as deer season is finally here. Plus, we've still got dove, early teal, resident geese, the trout bite is still on fire up and down the Texas coast, and those big largemouths, they're starting to move shallow again with the cooler fall temps arriving. There is no better time of the year. I'm Cable Smith, by the way, and you are tuned in to the Lone Star Outdoors Show presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Man, oh man, we've got a great show planned for you today as we are talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies. So you know what to do by now. Pour yourself another cup of coffee, pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire here because we've got a ton to get into. And we'll start things off by talking whitetails when Houston, Texas native Mark Lee joins us to give us all the details on his free-ranging 268-inch, 31-point Houston County monster that he harvested on opening day of last season. According to Boone and Crockett, it is the third largest buck ever to come out of Texas and the number one deer ever harvested by a hunter. Uh, It's also number one on the Texas Big Game Award. So uh, get ready for a white tail tale for the ages as uh, Mark joins us here in a little bit. Uh, Then we'll change it up, talk big bass with successful tournament angler and renowned Texas largemouth guide, Charles Whited. Uh, He's hauled in two Toyota Sherlunkers in the last two seasons, one caught by him, one caught by one of his clients. So uh, needless to say, he knows big bass. And we'll get into those fall patterns uh, as well as Charles's favorite fall baits and techniques. Uh, So cool stuff coming up with him in just a little bit. Uh, Then we'll round out the broadcast by talking optics with Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. Uh, We've got some cool stuff to get into with him, including how about we just give away a $600 scope? Uh, We're going to give you the details on when and how you can win that scope as well from Vortex Optics. So that's what's on the show for today. A couple other things to mention. Don't forget about our photo of the month contest sponsored by CVA Muzzleloaders this September. Uh, Grand prize is a 50 caliber CVA Wolf. And all you have to do to be eligible to win that muzzleloader is uh, post your best hunting or fishing photo on our Facebook page. And if you don't have Facebook, just email it to me at Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com. We'll post all the entries on our website at the end of the month, and then you guys and gals can vote for your favorite photo. Whoever gets the most votes wins, and remember our 12 monthly winners from 2014 will square off at the end of the year for our 2014 grand prize hunt package at Coons Canyon Ranch. Someone is going to join me on an exotic black buck or trophy axis deer hunt down at the lovely Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. So uh, that's what we have going on for our 2014 grand prize hunt package. Um, What else? What else? Oh, yeah, I do want to mention 
a cool deal that Texas Trophy Hunters Association has going on right now. It's called the Texas Triple Shot. It's three hunts, three chances, three winners. Uh, all you have to do is renew your membership or become a member now until October 31st for a chance to win a West Texas mule deer hunt, a South Texas whitetail hunt, or a West Texas Dad hunt, all part of the Texas Triple Shot. For more information, visit tth.com. Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. I've got a pair of Costa sunglasses to give away this morning. Actually, it's a promo card. You can customize your own pair of Costa sunglasses however you like. Uh, we're going to do a trivia question, and you need to be tuned in when we talk Big Bass with Charles Whited this morning. Coming up here uh, in just a little bit, when Charles gives the weight of his share lunker that he caught on Lake Austin, text in the weight of that fish to 214 214- 289-7807. That's 214-289-7807. Text in the weight of Charles Whited's share lunker. And the third listener to text in the correct weight of that fish is going to get to customize their own pair of Costa Del Mar sunglasses. You know we like to give away great outdoor gear week in and week out. Today's no exception. So stay tuned for the answer to the Costa Del Mar trivia question this morning. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking big bucks, specifically the buck of a lifetime, of many lifetimes, the largest deer ever killed by a hunter in the Lone Star State. It's all coming up next. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Trying to make some time. There's a storm in my rear view and a city on my Ben Lofton Fencing is Texas' premier fencing company. They apply a design-it-right, build-it-right, the first-time mindset to all projects. And with 15-plus years' experience, there's no job they won't tackle. Ben Lofton Fencing specializes in deer and exotic game fences, breeder and handling facilities, water gaps, as well as farm and ranch fences, and corrals and working pens. Better Business Bureau certified, they offer the quality and personal service you expect. So for your next fencing project, go Texan and call Mr. Lofton himself at 254-709-1320 or visit BenLoftonFencing.com. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Hey, North Texas sports fans, this is Brian Spagnola, General Manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. 
Rockwall Marine is North Texas' premier boat dealership, offering the finest lineup of fishing boats anywhere. Mercury, Yamaha, Evinrude, Bass Cat, Alumacraft, and War Eagle, also specializing in all aspects of rigging, from power poles and electronics to motors and trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new or used boat, parts or service, Rockwall Marine is your one-stop boating center and the nation's number one Bass Cat dealer in 2013. Call Tommy Yetz at 972-771-4442 or visit rockwallmarine.com. I hear the rustle of the leaves, is it a buck or the breeze? My heart rate's rising with every beat. Then right in the open, bent down in the stream, was the biggest damn deer that I'd ever seen. But I was ready. Yeah, I was ready. Kyle Hunt's hunting song bringing us back on this opening weekend of Texas deer season. I'm Cable Smith. And this is the Lone Star Outdoors show brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Hope everyone has their eyes on the prize and their hit list bucks this weekend. Uh, we're actually about to hear the story of perhaps the biggest hit list buck the great state of Texas has ever known. Uh, but first, this segment brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas' premier seed company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep your whitetail herd happy and healthy. Check them out at senderoseed.com. They've even got the Dr. Deer-backed buck forage oats. Of course, you can also call Rob Hughes at one 610 seed today Sendero Seed Company, for all your planting needs. Well, moving right along here, let's go ahead and welcome our first guest to the show, who on the opener of last season harvested the highest-scoring, free-ranging, hunter-killed buck that Texas has ever seen. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Houston's Mark Lee to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it is certainly great to have you, Mark. And, man, I've been looking forward to visiting with you for some time now. Uh, mum was the word about your buck for, uh, for good reason. Uh, but you have decided to tell the story of King. And we couldn't have picked a better weekend, to be honest. Are you ready for uh, the 2014-2015 Texas Whitetail season? Yes, for us, uh, we get to we get to rifle hunt this weekend if we desire to do so, being on the level three MLD permit side. So, yeah, we're ready. We've we've got some. I think we've got some pretty good deer being seen on camera. So, it looks pretty good. Well, it's going to be hard to top what you did last year, uh, knocking down the number one all-time whitetail uh, in the Texas Big Game Awards and one of the biggest whitetails ever killed in North America. Uh, and we'll get into that momentarily. But first, give us a little background on your Houston County lease as far as how big it is, how long you've been on it, and uh, the quality of deer that you're used to seeing out there. Well, the pasture that I hunt is, is about a 1,000-acre pasture. We've been on there for, this will be our fifth year to hunt this pasture. We've done a pretty good job of, of patterning our deer, I think, at this point, and uh we're allowed one trophy deer a year is all we're allowed to, to kill. And so that, that makes it even more of a challenge to, to choose the right deer. We share the pasture with, with another hunter. And when I say we, uh, my son has typically been the hunter on the, on the, on our, our paid gun part of it anyway. And, uh, he and the other guy have typically been the two hunters. And usually my role has been that of, uh, just kind of sitting where they're not and watching and trying to help them pattern the deer. And financing uh, the operation? And financing the operation, <laughs> yes. I believe Colin is, what, 17? 
he's 18. Uh, he's, he's off at college now. Uh, we've got him off to college. So this year will be a little different. We went into even last year, and then I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. But we went into even last year with the intent of him pulling the trigger uh-huh. on that gear. And, and uh, this year will be uh, – this year will be a little different. He's off at college, and so I'll be I'll be the paid hunter this year. Now, hopefully, he'll get home at some point, and if uh, if the opportunity presents, he'll be able to to hunt as well. Okay, and what about the genetics, Mark? I mean, what's a good deer for you guys out there? Well, as far as what we've taken, uh, King is the only deer that we've killed in in the four years that we've that we've hunted. King is the only buck that we've taken off the property. For a good buck for us, however, a norm buck for us, you know, if we've got an animal that's in the 150-inch class, um, that's that's a good animal. I'm not going to tell you that we don't have a couple uh, that may be over that, but uh, for us, a, a good animal is a 150-inch deer. Mm-hmm. A 160-inch deer is an exceptional animal for us. Uh, there was a young man that was on this pasture when we first got on there, and uh, up until uh, last year, he had killed the largest two uh, deer on that property, and uh, they were both in the high 140s. I think one of them actually was 151. So, okay. For us, those those are tremendous deer, you know. Well, for most uh, hunters, they are too. Absolutely. So, okay, so obviously nothing like King, though, um, which we're going to talk about now. Tell us about the first time you saw this buck, um, and I believe you actually, you, you and your son Colin were actually uh, out in the field together. And that's when you, you saw him, and, and uh, he, I guess, affectionately was referred to as King after that. Well, we came up with the name after that sighting for sure as we watched him grow that summer. Um, every summer, usually typically in June, uh, we will we will go to the ranch. We'll begin putting uh, our, our, I call them our baited areas, and we'll put our cameras up. We don't use a traditional feeder. Uh, we have found that for us, uh, these larger deer, these trophy deer, uh, they won't show up at a feeder. And you put down a, a corn pile or simply pour corn on the ground, and I, I, my assumption is that they 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 see that as, is no different than a, than a hot acorn tree or something else, and they get comfortable coming to that spot. Uh, usually we put it in an area that provides them with, with cover. They don't have to break cover in order to feed. Um, so that's what we started doing, and we have three of those spots that we use. Uh, we put our cameras up in June. We put our bait in. We try to identify our top three deer because on our on our particular pasture, we don't see a lot of deer. Right. So an opportunity, obviously, in four years, we've only seen our top three deer. Uh, well, I guess it would be twice. But the opportunity to take the animals only been once. And so we're we're on a strict management program. So we're looking for only these three deer that are that are old enough and uh, we feel are at the peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2012, uh, it was June. We had just set our first spot. We were actually uh, riding along a fence line going to our second spot. It was your typical smoldering hot summer day. And uh, for whatever reason, these deer were bedded down along the fence, and when they jumped, they jumped across the fence right in front of us. Uh, we called them the Four Horsemen. Uh, over the summer, we gave them all nicknames as the four horsemen. There were four deer. All four deer were quality animals. And as, as they were running from us, they were running across a, a freshly disc field, so we, we could see them very well. 
my son was was talking about one of the animals that even early in velvet was already outside of his ears and he was an exceptional deer but the deer that i kept watching was the last deer and and i finally i i handed him the binoculars and i said check out the last deer and and right then we both knew that this deer was unique so that was the first time that we laid eyes on was in june of 2012. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So then throughout the rest of that summer on into the fall, uh, King became a regular visitor to your three bait sites. Absolutely. He had one spot in particular that he was, he was living there. He was there in the daylight. He was there in the dark. He was obviously very comfortable there, uh, which, which was, was a good thing for us, you know, going into the season or looking towards bow season at the time we were, we were on a level two program, so we could only bow hunt. Um, so we were looking forward and that season was approaching and we were watching him grow. And, you know, I'll tell you that, that he grew a good 20 inches between the 2012 and 13 season. But in 2012, he was obviously still a very good deer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched him grow throughout the summer. Uh, we were getting a lot of pictures. Uh, he was very comfortable there at the site. And then as he grew, the the unique aspect of his antlers and i call it a starburst i don't know what else to call it it's a palmation to where you know all the points come out of both sides mm-hmm. and and we saw this and with all the points that he had and we could count we could count 30 points on camera uh it just looked like he had a crown on his head so eventually uh we gave him or i gave him the name king i said well we we always give our name or our deer names so that we know which deer we're talking about if if we see them mm-hmm. so uh we gave him the name king because it literally looked like he had a crown around the top of his head right right and, and i believe cullen was actually uh the whole goal for that 2012 season was to get cullen uh a shot with his bow at king but you guys ran into some bad luck. I guess someone, uh, you know, uh, whoever had the mineral oil rights came in and, and drilled a well, uh, really messed up the pattern. And, and this deer actually disappeared until December. He did. He did. I'm sure that he, was pretty uh, sickening for you guys. Well, it was tough, but I, honestly, it was the norm. Uh, the year prior to that, our number one deer, uh, again, presented going into the season we thought a great opportunity for cullen to take him with a bow and if nothing else we figured that that if he stuck around till rifle season he was he was a regular he was very comfortable he didn't appear that he was going to be going anywhere so we're we're not and then that deer up and vanished uh for because of another farming practice so where we're at you know things like that are not uncommon but yes uh king was King was doing everything he needed to do to help Cullen have an opportunity for bow season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came in and, and they redid a well right across the fence from where this deer was staying, and he left us. So, Well, I know uh, all about that, and uh, I guess it was opening day of rifle season 2011. I hunt on a friend's place in Montag County, about 400 acres, and uh, I'm sitting there opening morning, and about 7 a.m., here comes a uh, it sounded like a backhoe was put in reverse permanently all morning. Beep, 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 beep. This is going on about 500 yards behind me. And I guess the uh, oil and gas company, their contract, you know, if they don't start drilling by X date, you know, the contract is goes defunct and is voided. Uh, so here they come opening opening weekend of deer season, and they're putting a, 
a dang well in. And right. needless to say, no deer got shot that season. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was awfully difficult for us as well because uh, we did not take a buck during the 2012 season either. Uh-huh. Uh, with all the activity, most of the deer left our pasture and, and very few very few return. We watched some of our up-and-comers. Uh, we had we had a few deer that, that, that we saw throughout the season, but nothing that was on our hit list, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was late December, actually. I was sitting in a in the tower stand. I'll call it the tower stand. You know, I was sitting in the stand that I actually took him from, and I saw a deer in in the distance running a doe, and I picked up the binoculars, and I got a glimpse of him. And and for, even from that distance, it was pretty obvious it was a very large deer. And he came back out again, and I was able to tell that it was in fact king. So I was pretty excited the fact that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We had not we had not heard about the deer being harvested. We had not heard about the deer being hit by a car or or poached or anything. And I knew that if this deer was 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 taken, that that we would most likely hear about it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we were cautiously optimistic that he'd get through the season. Well, I'm sure that uh, that was a major relief for you and Cullen uh, when he popped back up, but. Uh, I tell you what, let's work in a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll find out how the biggest whitetail ever killed by a deer hunter in Texas hit the ground. Uh, we'll give you king stats and uh, a whole lot more. Sound like a plan, Mark? Sounds good. All right. And that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by STI Guns, Texas made and Texas owned. They offer a full line of 1911 and 2011 style pistols. If you're in the market for a handgun, do what I did. Check them out at sti-guns.com and go Texan, go STI. We all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more from Mark Lee and find out how this once-in-a-lifetime buck known as King would hit the ground for good. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Mama, I'm searching every night and day. Did you know there's a bank that will pay you to be its customer? That's right. Lone Star Ag Credit is a cooperative, and since it's owned by its stockholders, pays millions in dividends each year. That's free money to every borrower. Lone Star Ag Credit serves people all over Northeast Texas, assuring you competitive interest rates on real estate loans, rural home loans, livestock, and farm and ranch loans. Contact Lone Star Ag Credit today at 800-530-1252 or on the web at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Equal housing lender. Whitetail season has come and gone, y'all, but that doesn't mean it's time to stop hunting. Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas, specializes in exotics such as axis deer and black buck. Coons Canyon offers quality animals at a price the working man can afford. Military personnel, police, and firefighters get 10% off the total price. Lodging is available upon request, as are other exotic species. Visit CoonsCanyonRanch.com for your next exotic trophy hunt. That's CoonsCanyonRanch.com. Hey friends, Cable Smith here for DFW Safes. We all know that our guns are a big part of our lives, from grandfather's old 12-gauge to that trusty tack driver of a deer rifle. And DFW Safes is North Texas' premier safe dealer, specializing in rhino, bighorn, huntsman, heritage, and fortress safes, to name a few. They're family-owned and operated and have over 24 years' experience in the safe and installation business. They even have commercial safes for your business and scratch-and-dent safes for the most frugal of gun owners. 
Visit dfwsafes.com to set up your delivery today. That's dfwsafes.com or call 817-715-1068. At LSC Trailer Sales, we offer a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. We can special order a custom trailer specific to your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions you might have about trailers. Call 940-484-5500 or visit us at lsctrailersales.com. Finally, quality trailers at affordable prices in Dallas-Fort Worth. Hey, y'all, Cable Smith here for Tioga Retrievers. As bird hunters, we expect the most out of our gun dogs, and that's why I sent my sweet girl Belle to Angie and Tim Becker at Tioga Retrievers. Not only were her manners and obedience spot on in the blind and in the field, but Belle picked up over 200 birds in her first season. So whether you want a well-rounded hunting dog or just a well-mannered companion for the home, Tioga Retrievers has you covered. Located in Aubrey, Texas, visit TiogaRetrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A Retrievers.com. Cable Smith welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Getting a little help there from Corey Morrow on this opening weekend of the Texas Whitetail season. For all the bow hunters and MLD folks out there anyway, uh, we're about to pick it back up with Mark Lee as we discuss his all-time Texas record buck. Shot exactly one year ago today. But first, this segment proudly brought to you by Pope Brothers Guide Service and Outfitting, uh, now booking 2014 antelope hunts. And actually, I'll be heading to the Panhandle next week to uh, to hunt speed goats with Pope Brothers. Looking forward to that. Uh, they also offer whitetail and basically any exotic hunt that you could ever imagine here in the Lone Star State. Check them out at huntsintexas.com. That's huntsintexas.com. Let's go ahead now and get back into it here with Mark Lee, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. And uh, by the way, uh, there's a great article out there, an exclusive piece written by our friend and renowned outdoor writer Matt Williams in last month's uh, Texas Fishing Game magazine. So uh, if you want more info on Mark and his deer, I encourage you to check out that article as well, because that was the first time, Mark, that you really came out in the public and, and told the story of... Uh, of this deer, and I know you kept it, Mom, for good reason. Uh, so uh, we're thrilled to have the exclusive radio interview. Um, but you know, it did take a while to get you uh, to agree to come on the show, and 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 for good reason. Well, honestly, we the the, the reason for that, and and there's a lot of speculation out there, but the reason for that is really simple. Uh, a big deer like this draws an awful lot of attention, and this deer is certainly not what I would consider. Uh, a normal deer. So I was doing everything I could to protect uh, the guys that hunt around me as much as anything and to protect my lease. And and we were in negotiations at the time and I wanted to wait until those negotiations were finalized before I made him public. I have no great ambition or desire to, uh, to receive a whole bunch of attention over this. And, and, and so it was, it was let out to a few friends. I certainly shared it with close friends and I asked them uh, to keep strict confidence if they would. 
uh, as far as my taxidermist, he didn't get the deer until May. <laughs> the, the deer was not mounted until May. Now, my taxidermist did see the deer. He caked him for me, but he is also a very close friend. So I knew pictures were, were out there, and I knew things were leaking. And, and one of the things I think that kind of helped us uh, was Michaela killing her deer uh, in the vicinity of where this deer came from. And so a lot of it was deflected to uh, people saying, oh, no, oh, no, that's the that's the girl that killed the deer. Uh, by the river uh-huh. so so that kind of helped in a way yeah but, uh, we had her I on was... last year and 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 uh had her tell about her hunt too so that was that was a pretty nice deer and a, a cool story absolutely yeah. absolutely and a, and a great young lady uh-huh very very nice young lady well and we've gotten the uh we've gotten the background on king um as far as you know y'all first saw him um i guess june of 2012 and he was coming to your bait sites uh, pretty regularly. Uh, unfortunately, though, like we talked about, the buck disappears until December. You see him, realize, thankfully, uh, he, he was still around. And then I guess uh, y'all made plans to focus on 2013. Yeah, typically for us, it, it gets really even harder uh, to, to see deer in, as you get into late December and early January. Our, mm-hmm. deer, our deer all but grow nocturnal. But we went into the 13 summer once again in June, and we went to set the bait sites. It was almost deja vu because we had literally just set the first bait site that we had set the year before. And I'm going to tell you, we were three, 400 yards from the exact spot that we had jumped them the year before and jumped them again. This wow. time. This time they they jumped the fence in front of us. We did not have as long to look at them, but it was almost deja vu. We couldn't believe we were laughing. As a matter of fact, as they were running away, we knew that the one deer was king because now our eyes trained right straight to king. And we were, instead of grabbing binoculars, we were too busy laughing that it was happening again. (laughs) Right. And, you know, we both looked at each other and said, he made it. He's alive. And And he's bigger. And he's much bigger, he's much bigger <laughs> at this point. For whatever reason, we never had seen our number one, two, and three deer uh, in back-to-back summers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were extremely excited that King had returned, of course, and, and we were able to watch him the entire summer as we had done in 2012. Um, and he was once again in a very comfortable pattern. And, and we were really excited uh, going into the season. Right. And then the phone call came from the ranch manager that, that really gave us hope uh, that our pasture had gone to uh, MLD3 and that we would be allowed to rifle hunt uh, on opening day of bow season. Right. So that gave us uh, a, a lot of hope going into into the third or into uh the 13th season and then you guys you know you make your plans for opening day and i think uh colin was i guess he'd had a football game the night before and so didn't get much sleep and and uh you both went to rifle blinds right right colin uh colin plays football he's playing football in college and and so football is is friday nights and and we have spent many friday nights just like uh, that opener 
uh, where he would go to bed after midnight. We, we, as long as we get out of here by two thirty, two forty-five in the morning, we can make it to the deer stands and, and in plenty of time. And, and that was our plan that morning. And our plan was to be in the deer stand, uh, at least an hour before daylight. Um, and, and we went to great lengths with these deer. We have to because of the fact that we just don't have that many deer and you don't want to mess up or squander a good opportunity. And so uh, we did that. And on the way up there, his intent was to bow hunt. Uh, he wanted to bow hunt and we were comfortable. We actually had lost King from our cameras, but I believed him to be right across uh, on an adjacent pasture. I believed him to be over there. Um, and, you know, and I told Kellen, I said, I, I really believe this stand's going to give you an opportunity at some point. I don't know if it'll be this morning, but I think it'll give you an opportunity. And, and this is the area that I did. If I were you, I would hunt and, uh, and then I'll go hunt, uh, in the tower stand just so I can watch. Mm-hmm. And so on the way up there, his intent was to bow hunt, but my thoughts turned to safety. And, and I said, look, you're tired, obviously. Uh, you're going to get in the stand an hour before daylight. And, and I'm worried that up there in that ladder stand, even with a harness, I don't want you to, A, I don't want you to fall asleep. I don't want you to come out of the stand for first off. And then second, I really don't want you to make a mental mistake uh, and either miss a shot or worse yet, win the animal. Mm-hmm. And And he agreed to that and decided to go ahead and rifle hunt. In all of our spots, we have a bow stand and then we have a rifle stand uh, in in the same area. Right. So that's how he wound up in a rifle stand. And he actually saw King before you did that morning. He did. He did. Uh, the plan worked perfect. It was 15 minutes earlier than I wanted it to be. For him. Uh, you know, the plan worked perfectly. The deer... The deer presented it, it, it right at daylight for Cullen, and Cullen was actually looking down into a creek uh, from from his stand. He heard the deer uh, come through the fence. It was King and another deer. Uh, he heard the deer come through the fence. He saw movement. He, he put the gun out the window, and he, he said, you know, Dad, I could see the deer through the scope. I could, I could make out the deer. He said, but I just didn't feel comfortable. And, he, and when the deer came up on the other side of the creek, uh, he picked his silhouette out. And he had a brief second that he could have shot the deer going straight away from him. He elected not to take the shot. He said, Dad, it wasn't a good shot. Hmm. And he said, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take that shot. Uh, the ironic a lot of discipline is, from a, 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 young, a young hunter. Well, I, I can tell you as a dad, I was extremely proud of that, you know, um, I was extremely proud of some of the decisions that he had made over the last two years trying to hunt this deer. Uh, but that decision in, in my mind was, was one that I'm not sure a lot of people could make uh, because he knew what he was looking at. He knew the deer. Uh, so he made the decision not to shoot. And the ironic thing is that the deer literally walked 15 yards from his bow stand. <laughs> we actually have a picture of, we have a picture of King. Uh, walking by, right by his bow stand. So when he went out the other side, he turned to the left, and and that brought him straight to me. Uh, he there's not a lot of cover, so he he had two choices: break cover or come down the tree line to me. And he came down the tree line. Mm-hmm. So you see him, and he, I guess he's uh, well, you ended up shooting him at 175 yards. Yeah, it was about 175, 180 yards. Um, 
I saw him, I, I'm going to tell you, 400 yards out, 450 yards out, I saw movement. Uh, again, it was it was early in the morning. I saw movement. I put the binoculars up. I could see parts of a deer coming in and out of the, the tree line at one point, and I was able to see, I could see legs and I could see feet. And then uh, then it occurred to me that I might ought to go ahead and load my rifle. <laughs> uh, I shoot a Ruger number one, so I uh, I went ahead and loaded the rifle. What caliber? It's a 300 Win Mag. Uh-huh. Uh, so I went ahead and loaded the rifle and I put the rifle out the window because at that point I didn't know what I was looking at. I just knew I was looking at a deer and quite honestly, I was thinking, you know, if this is King, Cullen should have killed him. He, he just came by Cullen. And so the deer maybe he's a, out. maybe Cullen was uh, asleep there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he stepped out at about 180 yards. And, and when I, when I put my head down on the rifle, there was no question it was him. Um, I could see that it was him, and I just I used the crosshairs back behind the shoulder and squeezed the trigger. That's the way to do it on a big buck. Don't take any chances. Uh, yeah, you might waste a little meat, and some folks probably have a problem with that. But uh, for me, it's a non-issue. Uh, you don't want to make a marginal shot at the vitals, and uh, that front shoulder has so many blood vessels, and plus the heart's right behind it that you, you disable them and and put them down right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You try to break them down right there. So did he go down right in his tracks? Well, he did run a little ways. I'll give him that. He did <laughs> run a little ways. Uh, you know, he, he was, he's a big animal. So yeah, uh, the shot was not, uh, I, I wouldn't call it perfect, but it was right. It took out in most of his heart. So he, he didn't run far. Uh, and as he was running, I knew when the shot went off, I knew the shot was good. Uh, and again, we were hunting a cotton field at the time. So there's not, I'm watching everything. I can see everything he's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew it was a good shot. He ran just a little ways and and, uh, and fell. So uh, I was able to watch him go down. I was I was very comfortable. He was down for good. Uh, and, and I'll be real honest with you, he he was down for about five seconds, and, and my phone was ringing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it was coming on the other end saying, "Tell me you got him. Tell me you got him." And I said, yeah, I said, I, I said, he's down. Wow. So he hung up and said, I'll be right there. And, and he hangs up the phone. And, and the, the fun thing about the whole deal, and I'll tell you, the, to, for me, again, I'm extremely proud of the decision he made not to take a bad shot. Uh, and his efforts over the last two years uh, to try to harvest this animal. And, and I knew the amount of time that he had put in. We had both put in. But his excitement for me uh his, his his enthusiasm for the fact that that I had killed him, uh, and and it was a great moment for a father and a son, and it's one that I'll remember forever. I'll cherish. Mm -hmm. uh, he hung that phone up, and I'll tell you that he we walk no less than 400 yards. We never take a vehicle closer than 400 yards to one of our deer stands. So I know it's, I know where the ranger was parked. And I I got out of the stand. I'm going to tell you, I wasn't in a great big hurry, but it wasn't like I was moving slow either because I knew what was laying down there. And uh, I get out of the stand, and I just literally just get to King, and the ranger's coming around the corner. So he, <laughs> he obviously had sprinted from his deer stand back to the ranger, uh, and, and he greeted me just about the time I got to King. Wow. 
Yes. So it was it was a very special moment. It was uh, it was it was something that I'll remember for a lifetime. Oh yeah, I can only imagine, my friend. Uh, talk about what kind of emotions you felt when you finally got to put your hands on this once in a lifetime buck for the first time, and you know you had you had so much time and energy invested into hunting this animal. Uh, describe what that was like. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the description that I had, and, and, and the people that know me understand me well enough to understand this. The, dis- the feeling that I really had more, more than anything was just, it was relief. Okay, we're, we've, we're done. We finally did this. Yeah. Um, because we had worked so hard for this deer, uh, we had done so many things. We spent uh, countless hours. Every week during the summer, one of us would drive up, put the corn, check the cards every week uh, throughout both summers. Uh, we hunted every weekend that we could possibly hunt in the holidays. Uh, we had spent so much time, and it was really a feeling of, huh, you know, it was a deep breath and a sigh, like, finally, it's it's done, and it came together. And and then the then the joy of, oh, wow, you know, what, what a great animal. Yeah. I mean, this animal is incredible. And, and, and to be real honest, I had no earthly idea what this deer would score. I I, I had no earthly idea uh, what this deer would score because I didn't. I'd never even tried to score a deer like this. Yeah. And in comparison, the Downs buck, uh, I'd compared him to the Downs buck because he closely resembles that deer. At this point, I'm hopeful that okay, he's at least what the Downs buck is. Uh, maybe he's a little better. Maybe he's a little less. I don't know. Uh, but I know that at this point, it's certainly the largest deer I'd ever killed, and by most people's definition, the deer of a lifetime. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, well, give us his stats as far as what he did end up scoring, and then how old he was, because I'm sure you had a biologist take a look at him. Yes, uh, King was six and a half years old, and we were pretty close on the age on the hoof, and we were pretty thankful. Uh, that we were close on the age. Uh, he was six and a half, a very good looking deer. Uh, his net score was 268 and four eighths. And his gross score was 278 and five eighths. So, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he turned out to be even more than I thought he was. Um, and, and just the character of his rack and the way that his rack is, is put together, uh, you know, he, he had he had measurements that I had never seen before or knew existed. And he had 31 scorable points. Oh, my gosh. So, Well, yeah, uh, and I, folks can look at the picture of this deer uh, on our website. Yeah. Obviously, we've got it posted up there. Um, and my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in just reading uh, Matt's article here in Texas Fishing Game. I mean, everyone knows about the Brady Buck. I mean, it's one of the legendary whitetails of not just Texas but North America. Uh, right. And that deer was killed by an unknown hunter back in 1892, and it yes. scored 284. And then I guess in 1925, uh, a 272-inch buck was found dead near Junction. So the McCulloch deer. Yes. Uh huh. The McCulloch deer. And so I guess. Those are the two biggest deer ever to come out of Texas until your deer comes along. And I, so I guess, is yours the third largest then? Yes, that's as, 
you know, and, and look, I, I suppose you can say this any way you want to, but the way it was explained to me by Boone and Crockett, this is not my definition. This was theirs to me. Um, this deer would be the number three deer ever in the state of Texas. The number one hunter killed whitetail ever in the state. Of Texas. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I assumed. And it's, and of course, you know, Texas big game wards, uh, they uh they haven't been around that long. So this is the number one um, ever in Texas big game awards. Numero yeah. uno. Um, yes. Were you surprised by all the naysayers out there? Or, um, and, and this is something because we have interviewed AJ Downs, Mark Taylor, um, Michaela right. Hay. You know, anytime a big buck of a lifetime gets killed in Texas, we want to have the hunter on to talk about it. But there's so much negativity that goes on on um, hunting forums and social media out there. Was that something that you experienced or were surprised by? I wouldn't say I was surprised by it. I, I experienced it, certainly. Uh-huh. Um, I think anyone that's seen the forums, uh, you've all read the same thing that I've read. There are always those that are going to be happy. There are always those that are going to be uh, excited for, for the hunter, regardless of who the hunter is. Um, you know, I believe there are those sportsmen out there that recognize that, that an animal like this doesn't just happen. Uh, it, it's something pretty special and that someone obviously did something pretty special to harvest or take that animal. Um, and then I believe there are always going to be those that, for whatever reason, um, can't accept it or don't want to accept it or, or quite honestly, uh, you try to find some suspicion. And, and, and I've heard it all over this deer. I've heard that the, the reason I kept it quiet was because he was illegal. I've heard that he was escaped from high fence. And, <laughs> That's always a, and a very common there, one. There's always the conspiracy theory. Check, and, his, and check I, his ears for, for tag holes. Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> always that conspiracy theory. And, and, you know, stuff like that really does not bother me. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not in this for for reward. I'm not in this for accolades. I'm in this to to hunt because I love to hunt. Uh, I was in this for my son uh, because this was a this was something we did together, and uh, and and it worked out that this animal turns out to be what he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go into this expecting him to be a state record, and I'd have been just as happy had he not been a state record if his you know as I am that that he is. Yeah. So, you know, for me personally, uh, I don't worry too much about social media or, or everyone's opinion. Uh, the folks that know me, uh, they know what we put into this. They know what we did to, to harvest this animal. Uh, I think most of the people uh, that know me well uh, understand the, the type of person and hunter that, that I am and, and the values that I like to, to hold. So I... Uh, I can't speak for everybody else. I'm sure there's always going to be that conspiracy theory, though. Yeah, well, that is the sad truth, Mark. And But, you know, I feel like I've gotten to know you this morning. Our, our listeners probably feel the same way. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show because this is a deer and a story worth celebrating, my friend, and it truly is a buck of a lifetime. Thank you so much for your for your time today. My pleasure. I'm, I'm glad you had me, and I, I really... Uh, the intent was not to to evade you too long. Uh, it was it was just to get to a point that I could feel comfortable sharing the story. Hey, no worries at all, my friend. I'm just glad we finally made it happen. Uh, congratulations on the buck of many lifetimes. He truly is the king, no doubt about that. And uh, you'll be hard-pressed to top what you did last year, but that's why we hunt. You never know. Good luck to you. 
Well, and I got to tell you, you know, it, it's again, I didn't go into it expecting it, and it's hard to believe every day. Uh, you know, we look at this deer here, and and every day that I walk by the deer, I just I have to shake my head in amazement and and what we've done. And um, you know, I was really really blessed and really thankful that it came together. And look, I hope someone else finds a deer like this uh, because it's a great experience. Hey, thanks again, Mark, and good luck to you. Thank you, and same to everyone else. Uh, you know, everybody be safe and good hunting. All right, there he goes. Houston, Texas native Mark Lee. Great stuff there today. Uh, that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by a new product, uh, one that we're excited about using in the field this whitetail season, and I'm talking about ghost powder based on science, nutrition, and attraction. It's a unique blend that is designed to actually encourage deer to modify their instinctive genetically encoded foraging habits check it out order some for yourself today by visiting ghostpowderproducts.com let's knock out a quick break when we come back we'll change things up and we'll switch over from big bucks to big bass you're listening to the lone star outdoors show The Central Flyway migration of ducks and geese is going to be epic. And if your trigger finger is getting that itch, then give Ed Hansen of Hansen Outdoors a call. Now booking trips in the Northeast Texas area. Hunt lakes like Cooper or Lake Fork for $150 a gun or hunt Ed's private honey holes for $200 a gun. You'll also enjoy amazing dog work with Retriever Champion Lead. Isn't that right, Lead? Visit HansenOutdoors.net to book your trip today or give Ed a call at 903-521-4595. Kids under 15, hunt free. Hansen Outdoors also now booking September Dove and early teal trips. Rockwall Gun Club is North Texas' premier shooting facility, offering both indoor and outdoor ranges, including a unique 500-yard rifle range. If shotgunning's your thing, then check out the 18-station clay course. Opening summer 2014, Rockwall Gun Club is offering special introductory family and corporate membership rates for founding members. Located at 15950 State Highway 205, you can also visit rockwallgunclub.com or call 972-215-6902. Rockwall Gun Club, the private shooting experience. At Frost, we could talk to you about our 24-7 online banking. Or we could talk to you about our more than 1,100 ATMs across Texas. We can even talk to you about our mobile banking app that lets you pay bills, transfer funds, and deposit checks from anywhere. But at the end of the day, there's nothing we enjoy more than to just talk to you. Thank you for calling Frost. How may I help you? We're here with the technology and convenience you want and the service you deserve. Frost. Banking. Investments. Insurance. If you're in the market for a firearm, you need to know about STI International. Based out of Georgetown, Texas, they're 100% employee-owned and offer the best warranty and customer service in the business. STI is renowned worldwide for exceptional fit and function. The patented 2011 high-capacity system proved so successful in shooting competitions that over 80% of competitors used STI guns or pistols built on STI frames at the USPSA National Championships. To see their full line of premier pistols, visit STIguns.com or check them out on Facebook at STI Firearms. STI, the continuing evolution of the 1911. 
Larson Electronics is a Texas-based lighting company that's been outfitting the United States military since the 1960s. And while they continue to support our troops, they also now have over 200 lights ideal for your hunting and fishing needs. Like the 35-watt HID camouflage Go Light Striker with remote that's 15 million candle power in the palm of your hand. Ideal for predator and hog hunting, they also have remote-controlled floodlights, feeder lights, and LED boat lights. Visit LarsonElectronics.com and go Texan with Larson Electronics for all your lighting needs. A young boy, two hands on the wheel I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would turn a sharp eye Make it whine, he'd say You can't beat the way an old wood boat rides Just a little lake across the Alabama line But I was king of the ocean When daddy let me drive there's a classic from Alan Jackson bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. I'm Cable Smith, and there is no place that I'd rather be than talking big bass with you guys and gals, which is what we're going to get into here momentarily. But first, this segment is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas, which, by the way, uh, for anyone out there who heard that Lone Star Beer was bought by a Russian company and is now owned and operated by Russians, I'm here to tell you that is inaccurate. The new CEO and majority owner of Pabst Brewing is a red-blooded American, just like you and me. So take a step back from the ledge. Check out the article in the New York Post if you don't want to take my word for it. But as for me, I'm picking up a 12-pack on the way to the lease this afternoon and Lone Star Beer will continue to be brewed as it always has been right here in Texas. So now that that elephant has left the room, uh, let's go ahead and talk some bass fishing here. Many of y'all are probably familiar with the name Charles Whited. Uh, he's won countless Angler of the Year titles on various Texas tournament trails such as Bass Champs. And in the past two years, two Toyota Sherlunkers have come over the side of his boat. So needless to say, I'm thrilled to have Charles join us, not just today, but once a month now for our Texas Big Bass segment. It's my pleasure to welcome Charles Whited of Barefoot Fishing Tours to the show. I appreciate it, buddy. Well, it is certainly great to have you, Charles. Um, I guess let's start at the beginning, uh, because like I said, over the past decade, your name has become synonymous with Big Texas Bass. Uh, you've got a knack for finding and catching them. So take us back to where it all started and, and how you began to make a name for yourself on the Texas bass fishing scene. And I guess just uh, really uh, bass champs has been a big role in mine because I've always stayed local and fished local tournaments. And that was kind of a working man's tournament. And uh, we've actually won, you know, eight or nine of those bass champs. And, that you know, that, that got my name out there really quick, I think. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that's that's a good circuit. And, you know, for a working working man, you know, you, you don't have to be gone for four, five, six days. It, it's uh, pretty convenient, you know. Right on, right on. And you've won uh, Bass Champs Angler of the Year, I believe, twice. You've won the Pro Team Angler of the Year, the Texas Tournament Zone. And I believe there's another one as well. Uh, the fan circuit we've got Angler of the Year in, too. So that was in the last few years. Uh-huh. Pretty consistent, you know, just trying to – Cash that paycheck and stay in the money in each one, and that ends up ends up a good angle of the year race, you know. Yeah, 
Well, you've got plenty of titles. You've won countless tournaments, uh, nine boats. I think you've won even a new truck. Uh, yes, so, sir. And, uh, yes, sir. And, and you run a Triton boat. Uh, yes, sir. Run Triton. Been a sponsor of mine for a couple of years now, and it, they've been real good to me. Mm-hmm. So things were going very well for you on the tournament trail, and then you uh, started guiding? Yeah, I've been guiding now for probably eight years uh-huh. uh, and loving it. Get to be on the water all the time and kind of stay on the fish. I jump around Central Lakes and, uh, you know, just you stay on one lake and they kind of filter in the other. You can kind of go one lake to another. I, I guide on four or five lakes in the Central area. And so what lakes are you fishing primarily? Uh, right now, your, your best chance of catching a big fish, I've been doing Lake Austin and uh, Ladybird Lake. Uh, are known as Town Lake, where my my client caught a uh, share lunker out of there last year in the lake record. Yeah. So this year coming up, that's going to be a lake I'm going to be hitting a lot. And then, uh, you know, I'm 15 minutes from Canyon Lake. We do a lot of white bass, stripers, and then and largemouth out there too. It, it's it's a good lake. Uh huh. Kind of fishing wherever the water levels let us right now, and and uh, you know bass trout Fayette. And the, and the other three lakes I just mentioned, those those all have good water flow and constant level on a few of them, and that makes it real good fishing. Mhm, mhm. Well, yeah, your client caught that uh, lake lake record on uh, Lady Bird, and and uh, and then in the last two years, though, your boat, you know, you 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 caught your own share lunker. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, that was a Thursday night tournament, the Texas Tournament Zone. And, they had a tournament out on Lake Austin, and me and uh, Andy Newman, the guy that runs those tournaments, we saw that fish on a bed about 2 o'clock, and the tournament didn't start till 6. And that was a long four hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up getting a 13.59 was my personal best, and luckily it was in a in a tournament too, you know. Oh, yeah. And what did you catch her on? Uh, that was a Finko. We saw her in about 12 foot of water, and like I said, she was on a bed and real aggressive, and I think I caught her on the fifth cast. It was pretty crazy. Wow. Man. Yeah. I mean, I throw everything in the book at them. Sit there for three, four hours trying to catch the same dang fish, and I can't get them mad <laughs> enough to, to bite anything in my tackle box, seems like. Sometimes. There, there's a little trick to that. I mean, when you, you get them positioned right, you always want to be behind the fish, and you know, and and that's the main deal. And, and then if you if you make them real mad, if, if they don't bite, you just need to leave them alone for a little bit and come back and try to find another one. And, you know, you, you keep keep going after her. She'll, she'll bite eventually. Yeah. Well, my dad's biggest uh, bass he's got on his, his wall in his office was a eight and some change off Lake Fork. And I think he fished that bass for maybe five, six hours. I know it took uh, <laughs> almost all day to get her. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy what somebody would do for a big fish. You know, that, <laughs> that is the truth, man. Well, I mean, that's that's just uh, incredible, uh, extremely impressive. Two shanklunkers in two seasons, one caught by you, one caught by a client. Um, so obviously, you know, you catch big bass, you put your you put your clients on big bass um, routinely. And so let's talk about as we transition here from uh, warmer temps, from you know we're, we're coming out of the summer. Talk about that early fall pattern and uh, and where you're going to be looking for fish, and then um, you know maybe a couple of your favorite baits for this time of year. Yeah, it's kind of my favorite time. You know, it's it's one of those deals that the fish are finally just getting on the bank again. And my favorite 
sometimes you can throw it all day, but like uh, yesterday, I threw it for a couple hours, and this morning I threw it, but and it's a bug bait, white bug bait. I mean, that's there's no other way to catch them. I mean, you know, that is that is a fun bait. And then uh, another thing is just a frog up shallow and square bill, just anything. These fish are going to move up and get active on the shad. The shad start balling up, and that makes them real easy to catch. And you can kind of throw moving baits again all day when when you start coming in the end of September and October. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, in, in your client's uh, lake record there on Ladybird, he caught it on a swim bait. Uh, yes, a river to sea swim bait. Um, and another thing, when that water temperature drops, you know it's eighty, eighty-one all around right now. When it drops into the, the seventy-five to sixty-five, that that umbrella rig, the A rig, is just unbelievable. Well, since that bait has came around, it, it's a uh, it's a fish catching bait, and it's real good for my clients. Can kind of gear up a lighter umbrella rig, and they can chunk it all day long. And it, it's an easy bait because when they hit it, you got five different hooks, and they they usually don't miss them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great beginner bait too. Yeah, well, and uh, I mean. Yeah, it works for largemouth, but and I don't have to tell you since you fish for other species, but you know, striper, sand bass. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. reel in two and three at a time on those A rigs sometimes. Yeah, this this year at Canyon Lake, uh, you know, we've had numerous three and four hookups <laughs> on the white bass, and I mean, one time we caught a, a striper, a black, and a smallmouth on the same umbrella rig, all three. I mean, so it, when those fish start schooling up at Canyon, it that clear water it's unbelievable it's fun yeah and they've been schooling real good out there right now too but it's it's a small window you have about two hours and then they go back down and then you kind of got to get the spoon out and catch them in that 40 foot range Uh uh-huh yeah it's been good and uh and, and that's something that you guys do have in central texas is a lot of clear water you know we don't have that up here in north texas and not so much down really in in you know south texas either uh, but those, uh, I guess those Colorado river lakes, especially, uh, stay pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that clear water is, is, you know, when, when you got clear water, you can throw that Alabama rig and that, that's unbelievable. But yeah, we do have a lot of good, you know, clear, clear lakes. We don't have a lot of mercury exchange stuff. So, um, that helps us out a lot. Right. Well, hey, Charles, say there's an angler out there who's heading to a new lake for the first time this fall. What advice would you give them as far as where to start looking for fish on a lake that they're unfamiliar with? I would I would get on the banks and or find the, the very end of the point. You know, these fish, the, the shad are really starting to ball up. And you can, the very end of the points in about, you know, 8 to 12 feet would probably be a really good location on, on trying to find fish or even the dam area on a new lake, you know, the, the dam is always a good place to start and then work points out of the dam and then, you know, just kind of go from there and see what you find. But if I go to a new lake, I always investigate the dam first. It, it's always, there's always fish on the dam. And, and then, then from there, you know, we got these side scans and down scans and, <laughs> and you can really pick apart a lake really fast. It's, yeah. It's unbelievable. Right on. It's just a sexy shad, uh, any type of square bill crankbait and down, you know, a 10 foot runner. And it's just that time of year where that sexy shad color is fixing to come into play big time. Well, I love throwing those crankbaits. That's for sure. Probably my favorite, uh, my favorite technique. Uh, Charles, we are certainly looking forward to visiting with you and talking big bass every month. 
your website, barefootfishingtours.com. And then folks can also find you on Facebook. Definitely. I post every day what I catch and uh, on Facebook. And that, that's some, if they want to see what's going on and what lake and all that, they can check that out too. Excellent. Well, Charles, we'll do it again in October, my friend. And uh, I wish you continued success out there on the water. Uh, thank you so much. You bet, man. There he goes. Charles Whited of Barefoot Fishing Tours, uh, certainly an authority on big Texas bass, no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, that segment proudly brought to you by Rudy's Barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner once you get off the water and enjoy Rudy's true Texas-style barbecue. Well, let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll change it up, talk some optics and a little hunting with Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. We've also got a pretty cool uh, giveaway that we're going to announce here momentarily when Mark joins us. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Cable Smith here with my good friend Craig Smith, owner of GameGuard Outdoors. And you know, Craig, GameGuard Camouflage has been concealing Texas hunters for over a decade now. And this fall, we're equally as excited about the brand new and revolutionary Gulf Coast Cooler, uh, the first modular cooler system ever to hit the market. Yeah, Cable, we're excited about it. It truly is a modular system. And now a guy doesn't have to have three or four different coolers. He can have one cooler that he can attach another one to it. We have wheel wheel attachments that snap onto the cooler to get it to and from the boat and with a lot more attachments to follow this season. Well, we're certainly looking forward to using ours in the field this fall. And Cable, we want to we thank our customers again. This is our 11th season and, and uh, things just keep getting better and we appreciate every one of them. Well, we appreciate you, Craig. And for more information, y'all visit gulfcoastcooler.com. Lone Star 4x4 has everything you need to customize your Jeep, truck, or SUV the way you want it. They install lift kits, leveling kits, wheels, tires, bed liners, as well as color match spray line accessories, full exterior sprayed vehicles, fenders, steps, LED lights, light bars, car audio, brush guards, steel bumpers, goosenecks, toolboxes, performance exhaust, you name it, they have it. No job is too big or too small at Lone Star 4x4. Call 940-484-5500 or visit LoneStar4x4.com. That's LoneStar4BY4.com or check out their most recent builds on Facebook. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. BioBore EB is the premier gasoline additive that combats the negative effects ethanol has on an engine. Its comprehensive formula is designed to protect marine engines and marine environments, yet also works great in all two- and four-stroke engines. It prevents phase separation and ethanol-related engine problems while stabilizing fuel for 18 months. BioBore's detergents also clean the entire fuel system of carbon and varnishes. BioBore EB has the best treat rate in the industry. One ounce treats an amazing 15 gallons of gas. Available at your local sporting goods store or visit BioBore.com today. 
Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. We hope you love listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show, because we do, and we're proud to be a title sponsor. Now listen up, we here at Hoffbear Outdoor Superstore have got some great deals for you folks that love the great outdoors. Whether you're needing a brand new Polaris ATV, or maybe a Polaris Ranger, to ride around check your deer feeders, get to and from the deer blind, maybe to get you down to the dove patch, whatever your needs are, we can fix you up with a brand new Polaris today. Now we're also a New Holland tractor and equipment dealer. Now I'm just speculating, but maybe you need a new tractor and shredder to shred around your deer blinds, maybe clean up around deer camp, or maybe even shred a few lanes in those sunflower pack. Now, we've got lots more than just Polaris and New Holland, so come check us out today. Hoffbauer's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. You can check us out on the web at hpolaris.com. Better yet, just come see us. Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas, and in Central Texas for over 48 years now. And folks, we couldn't have stuck around this long. We were steering you wrong. Hey, hey, y'all, this is Roger Crager, and if I'm not out fishing or trying to take over the world, I'm listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. A little more than a few old guns handed down the line. Once owned by my nana and papa, but now they're mine. All right, I've got the guns. One of my all-time favorites there from Roger Craiger bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Cable Smith here thanking everyone for tuning in today as we're about to get into some optics discussion here. Uh, But first, this segment is brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation based out of Dallas, Texas. To get involved with DSC and a bunch of like-minded folks who are passionate about our hunting heritage, visit biggame.org. Well, with hunting season upon us, there is no better time to reiterate how important quality optics are. And here to join the discussion with us today, it's my pleasure to welcome Vortex Optics Marketing Director Mark Boardman to the show. No, I appreciate it, Cable. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, you bet, man. And I guess, Mark, first of all, how has your hunting season been so far? Or have you guys really even started? So, yeah, for us around here, you know, we're based out of Wisconsin, so it's just getting cranked up. You know, we had um, our our archery opener was uh, just this past weekend. So I did make it out for a couple hours, didn't have any luck, but uh, we got a long season ahead of us, so looking forward to it. Awesome. And what upcoming trips do you have planned for this season that you're really excited about? You know, nothing too wild. I'm actually going to leave next week and uh, head out to uh, Montana and chase elk around with the bow for a week. So that should be a good time. And really, other than that, you know, just uh, probably laying low around the house and going to bow hunt whitetails until I can uh, get back at them with the rifle. So Awesome. Awesome. Um, Well, talking about Vortex Optics here today, uh, I, I actually... Really became aware of Vortex through a mutual friend, Stephen Ranella, host of uh, oh. Meat, Meat Eater TV. Uh, he's probably as sure. close as, as a, a regular guest we have on our show. Uh, and uh, he kept telling me about Vortex, and you know, I, I kept seeing him using them on the show. And and uh, you know, here we are. I couldn't uh, I couldn't be happier than to be using Vortex in the field myself. 
No, definitely. No, yeah, I mean, Steve's an awesome guy and, you know, a great ambassador for, for Vortex and, and hunting and hunting as a whole. You probably, um, just with communicating with him, you know, probably personally as well as on the show. Um, that's that's awesome. It's, it's good to see that uh, everything's, uh, everything's working. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. And, Spreading the good word. And, you know, I mean, just watching Steve's show, I mean, he's rough on his gear. To be honest with you, I, I told you last week we touched base, but uh, I got back from a New Mexico elk hunt, and... And while I didn't have a rifle with me, I beat the living hell out of my uh, out of my binos. Uh, they were, you know, it rained for three days straight, uh, and uh, and they, I'm sure they got dropped not once, but probably twice actually. Uh, right. And you know, it, it kept on ticking. Rangefinder, it went through the ringer too. Didn't end up getting an elk. Had a shot at one, and uh, you know, it was probably. I can't chalk it up as a failure. You know, it was probably the best slash most disappointing hunt of my life all wrapped into one. I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. But uh, I put the gear through the ringer, man, and it, and it stood up. That is for sure. Well, uh, first off, that sounds pretty much identical to most of my uh, elk bow hunting uh, experiences <laughs> in the field as well. It's, it's it's the best, most frustrating slash disappointing thing all wrapped up in one. But you can't... Uh, Boy, I tell you what, you can't, as I'm sure you found out, uh, you, you can never complain about uh, being in the elk woods in September, that's for sure. Oh, man, and I didn't know what to expect, really, uh, because I'd never elk hunted a day in my life. Uh, finally drew a tag in New Mexico, though, and let me tell you, folks, if I can do it, y'all can do it, because uh, all I did was make a CD of some well-known elk callers and uh, listen to it in the truck for 10 hours mimicking those sounds uh the whole way out there to new mexico and and by the time i got there i was proficient enough to have bulls talking back to me called one into 23 yards and you talk about an adrenaline rush to have an animal that big right on top of you it was insanely awesome believe it that's awesome i mean even even just you know like you said going out and even just getting or or earning an opportunity is just it's it's about all you can ask for you know and then on the optics side of things and you talk about you know using them and, and running them through the ringer and i mean that's that's what they're for you know i mean they're they're built uh to be out in in the wilds and and get used and you know i mean the country that they end up in is rugged, you know, when you're doing physical things and, you know, we certainly build them to, to, you know, withstand those rigors. That's for sure. Oh yeah. And I hiked in about eight miles, uh, made my spike camp at 10,500 feet or so and, and hunted between that and about 12,000 feet. And I mean, let me tell you that that country's rugged. Like you said, uh, you're back in the sticks and, and anyone who watches meat eater on sportsman's channel knows that, you know, Steven, uh, he does it week in and week out. Yeah, I beat the hell out of my stuff, but, I mean, he's doing it every day uh, on Western-style big-game hunts. And my optics package is a little different from his. I don't need the spotting scope for uh, most of my my hunting that I would, you know, do in Texas, whitetail hunting. Uh, so I use the, the 10 by 42 binos, the 4 16 by 44 Viper rifle scope, and, of course, the Ranger 1000 rangefinder. And, and like I said... No real need for a spotting scope uh, for hunting whitetail here in Texas. So uh, that's my optics package and something I would recommend uh, to any deer hunter. But all those optics that you've mentioned, you know, I, I hunt out west, you know, um, pretty frequently, I guess, as much as I can. You know, I'm, I'm originally from Washington State, so that's kind of my background. And 
But, you know, that 4 to 16 Viper, you know, the Ranger 1000 rangefinder, you know, it's got the maximum uh, reflective range of 1,000 yards, which is definitely covers, I'd say, uh, most bow hunters and rifle hunters alike, you know, but, but all those things cross over um, just fine as far as optical performance and, and build quality and, and everything. I mean, you could take all those same things and like you did and go on an elk hunt and just be just fine. Well, yeah, and there's something for everybody uh, when it comes to Vortex. Uh, y'all have a full product line, everything from red dots to monoculars to spotting scopes, binos, rifle scopes, you name it. So, so yeah, I mean, and exactly. I mean, you're spot on. I mean, it, it's a deep lineup of optics, you know, um, on both the, the hunting as well as the tactical side of things. And then within, you know, those two categories, you know, you've got several tiers of, uh, of optics depending on on your needs and your budget you know we try to have something for everybody right and the thing that impresses me most is the way that you guys stand behind your products and uh i think there's something to be said for that and and to be honest it's probably a pretty good sales pitch at each of those levels though you know one thing that we strive to do and i think i think we accomplish is providing a level of, of quality performance and value that if a person was to spend, you know, that, that that same amount of money somewhere else, or or I should say, if they do spend that with Vortex, um, they're going to get more optic for their money, you know. And and I think, you know, another um, standout, you know, feature, if you will, is, is our warranty. And it's truly, it's, we call it our Vortex VIP warranty, which stands for Very Important Promise. And it's truly an unconditional, lifetime, transferable, no fault warranty. There's no paperwork to fill out. If you ever do have an issue, you know, in the field or, or with one of our products, which obviously we hope you don't, but uh, we're going to take care of you. Yeah, Steve's real big on that as well. And and something that, you know, he's made very clear to me is is his thoughts, and, and I totally agree with him. Um, it's better to put good optics on what you would consider a substandard rifle uh, than the other way around because I've been there, man. I've I've been in that low-light condition where I should have had a scope that was letting in enough light for me to make an ethical shot during legal shooting time. But uh, because my optics weren't up to par, I had to pass on, on a nice 10-point buck. And so I know what it's like to be frustrated with poor optics. Uh, so whether you purchase Vortex or you go with another brand, I mean, there's tons of good options out there, but I can't overemphasize how important it is to buy the best glass you can afford. No, you really can't, you know, and, and you know, and I agree with you 100% and not just because I work for an optics company. It's really amazing what you can do with, you know, an off-the-rack, you know, mainstream rifle and, and a good optic. You know, I mean, those guns are being built, you know, exceptionally well, and you pair it with uh, high-quality optic, and you can be pretty pretty darn deadly and efficient. Oh, yeah. And like we said, there's tons of great options out there. Obviously, uh, I prefer Vortex. You work for Vortex, but, uh, you know, if you're loyal to another brand, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I do want to talk about one scope you guys have out that I believe came out uh, in 2014. It's the Diamondback HP I've got this thing mounted on my AR and 223. And let me tell you, my friend, when you talk about a combination that just leaves hogs laying dead in your path, it brings home the bacon every time. Awesome. You're doing your part for Texas landscape (laughs) conservation, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a losing and uphill battle for sure, but uh, we try to chip in where we can. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, so that's the Diamondback HP series. And so that's kind of, you know, the big brother to, um, you know, our tried and true Diamondback series. For several years, we had had our Diamondback series, um, and we added the Diamondback HPs into the lineup this year. 
And it just kind of, you know, builds on, um, you know, kind of that tried and true, just solid, good, all-around hunting rifle scope. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, um, popular zoom ranges, you know, that are a good fit for um, a variety of hunting applications. Um, you know, there's a 2-8x32, there's a 3-12x42, a and then a 4-16x42. So you kind of, you know, definitely, um, you know, cover, you know, um, a person's different needs, whatever those may be, you know, in the woods. And, and optically, incredibly sound, incredible build quality. So if you're looking for um, just a solid hunting rifle scope, I'd certainly, you know, take a hard look at those Diamondback HPs. Right on. And, and here's the cool thing. Breaking news, by the way. Uh, Vortex is going to sponsor our November 2014 Photo of the Month contest. Uh, and one lucky listener is going to get to uh, win a Vortex Diamondback HP of their own. So we're excited about having you guys sponsor that. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to getting that scope into the hands of one of our listeners as well. Definitely, I'm excited to get you know get some get some things headed your way. You know, we'll, we'll send some apparel and some hats and you know and optics as well. And one lucky winner will be uh, heading heading out on their next hunt with some vortex. Too cool, too cool, man. Uh, well, hey, folks, can find y'all on uh, social media. You, you guys are very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep, yep. And then, of course, uh, you can just go to vortexoptics.com if you want to check out the full product line. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for your time today. It's uh, it's great working with you and Vortex, and we're thrilled uh, that one of our listeners is going to get to uh, to experience Vortex for themselves. Good luck chasing elk in Montana, and have a great rest of your whitetail season. Definitely, definitely. Nope, you too, Cable. Have a great rest of your rest of your fall as well. And yeah, I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how how things go. So, but uh, no, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, you know, anytime you want to talk hunting and optics, I'm wide open. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right. Hey, take care. Talk soon. All right. There he goes, Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. And uh, and like I said, you know, if you're loyal to another brand, I, I just want to make that clear. Uh, yeah, I love Vortex, but uh, by all means, there's a lot of good brands out there. Just get the best optics you can afford. Uh, that's kind of the message I would leave you with. Uh, man, we are out of time for today, which really stinks because uh, I'm having a good time here. Uh, but we'll do it again, same time, same place next week. I've already got an exciting show planned for you. And uh, follow along on our Facebook page if you're on social media for, uh, for updates about you know who's going to be on the show. But I'll tell you, we've got Ted Lyon coming up. Uh, to talk about his new book, The Real Wolf, uh, The Science, Politics, and Economics of Coexisting with Wolves in Modern Times. And uh, he's got some uh, alarming stuff to share with us as far as wolves and their future in Texas. Uh, so you'll definitely want to check that out. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, by the way, for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoor Show. If you're climbing a tree this weekend, be sure to wear your safety harness. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. A million times, a million lines, and I bought a member one. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. 
Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Cable Smith here for The Seat Shop. That outdoor lifestyle we all love, yeah, it can be pretty rough on the interior of our trucks. That's why I trust my friends at The Seat Shop. Is your driver's seat ripped where you slide in and out of your truck or SUV? They can replace that one cover, and the new leather is guaranteed to match your factory interior. Or if you want to overhaul your full front row or your entire interior like I did, The Seat Shop can definitely take care of you. And if you're looking for something to protect your leather, they've got the new Carhartt seat covers as well. Perfect for hauling gear, guns, and dogs around. Guys, The Seat Shop is a great family-owned company who really knows their stuff, and their old-fashioned customer service is a hard thing to find these days. I had a great time working with them, and I know you will too. So visit theseatshop.com or give them a call at 214-710-2565 today. If you're in the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas, Louisville, Bobcat of Fort Worth, and Bobcat of Longview. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. 